your whole life changes. He was murdered. An AK-47 shot up the car that my daughter was in. An AK-47. Will you? Can you help solve the case of Paige Stalker? If so, you will remain anonymous. And there is a $2,500 cash reward from Crime Stoppers. And more than 100 grand more from a source that wants to remain unnamed. But if you need more incentive, keep listening. My daughter was murdered. It's like you said the wrong word. There's like a stigma against somebody. Yeah, it shocks people. I'm Andrea Isom. I've spent almost 25 years of my life reporting on some of the worst crimes imaginable across the country. But I've also spent that same amount of time helping to be a voice for the victims, the people who are left behind, and the ones who are no longer here to tell their story. So it just made sense, the synergy and timing just felt right, to team up with Crime Stoppers of Michigan. That's where I live now. I want to help them. I want to help them bring all those posters you see everywhere with the names and faces of men, women, and children who are missing, those who've been victimized or hurt in any way, and the ones who have been murdered. I want to bring their cases back to life. Because the people in our neighborhoods, we want to live in a world with less crime, no crime. Yeah, we know that's not going to be easy. And we know it will take time. But we are up for the challenge. Together, let's help find the missing, help stop the murders, and help prevent the mayhem. This one is called The Page Has Turned. It's like your first day of your new life, right? And it's a life that you have to figure out. It's been years, but sometimes you just think it was yesterday. One thing that people say, always said to me is, well, at least you have other children. It doesn't make things better. I don't think there is one day that I do not think about Paige. I think of her all the time. And sometimes when all the, all my other um, children are around, I, you know, you can only just the think of who's missing and then you think and then and then the moment you know passes and then you go on until the next moment I always kind of said to myself when I grow up I want to be just like Paige (laughs) I'm so proud of her 16 year old Paige Stalker grew up in Gross Point Farms Michigan it's a suburb a nice one A really nice one, just outside of Detroit. Some may call it a place of prestige, wealth, exclusive. But no matter how you describe it, the people, the neighbors, are tight. Close. And even now, when you talk about Paige's murder, it can still rattle this community to its core. And it happened seven years ago, three days before Christmas. I was making a pie for my mom to bring over for Christmas dinner. 
and um, Paige and her sister were going to go to the movie, we made lasagna. And I said, Paige, you don't even like lasagna. And I'm like, and you had two helpings. I think that's the last thing I said to her. And then, and then she went upstairs to get ready. That was, that was it. She was supposed to go to this, the movie with um, her sister. And between, I don't know what happened then because uh, her friend pulled up and she got into a car. And that's when they went downtown. And not really downtown, they went into Detroit right up, right over the border of Gross um, Point. And um, I didn't even know her friend was coming to get her. That's how fast this happened. What I think happened because I got on the cloud. I was able to access her computer and I read it. Her friend said, come with me. And Kate said, no, I'm going to the movie with my sister. So I don't know if there was a phone call that happened and said, hey, I'm going to go to the movie with you. Just come with me here first. And that's when all the tragedy happened. December 22nd, 2014. It was on the east side of Detroit, on Phillip near Charlevoix. At around nine o'clock at night, according to police, a group of teenagers were inside a Mercury Milan when someone dressed in camouflage got out of the passenger side of what looked like a Cadillac. The person was armed with an AK-47 and opened fire. There was a barrage of bullets. Several of the kids in the car were hurt, but for Paige, it was fatal. No connection matters more than the one that could help save a life. That's why FirstNet, the only nationwide high-speed communications platform built with and for public safety exists. Whether it's a routine call or a full-blown disaster, FirstNet, built with AT&T, gives priority to our public safety community subscribers so our first responders can connect to the information they need when they need it. To learn more, visit FirstNet.com. Madison said, Where did, where's Paige? And I, I, you know, here I am in the kitchen making a pie crust. And I said, I do not know. I'm like, her car is here. I don't know where she is. So we were all really confused at where she went is, is the main thing. Right. That's why there was such a shock when my friend called me and she's like, Paige is shot. She's in the hospital. And I, and I was like, what? I remember I got to the hospital and there were all these police cars there. I couldn't believe how many police cars were sitting there. Two priests met me in the parking lot. They walked me into a room and left me there by myself in a, in a room in the hospital and that was the worst thing. It was awful. I was terrified. And then the police officers came in and with us, one of the surgeons and he said that your daughter passed away. And I, I couldn't believe it. And I was mad and I was so angry. And I could hear my brother and I just started screaming for my brother. It was awful. It just still gives me the chills. <laughs> just thinking about it. 
it's like almost something like someone's handing you a package. Well, here's your life now. Go deal with it. And and how dare those people? How dare those people do that to you? You know how the life they chose is the life I've chosen for myself, but but they did change my life. Paige made plans that evening. Then somehow everything changed. She ended up leaving the house and going out with her best friend. And that was the last time her mother saw her alive. There were a lot of different scenarios going on in the case. You don't know who to believe. Emergencies happen every day. And when they do, we look to our first responders to respond as quickly and as effectively as possible. Thankfully, that's now easier with FirstNet. Built with AT&T, a nationwide wireless broadband network that provides our first responders access to 24-7 reliable connectivity and cutting-edge tools and technology that help keep us safe when disaster strikes. To learn more, visit FirstNet.com. There were four other people in the car that my daughter was in, and I've never spoken to any of them, even Paige's best friend, which is really disappointing. I reached out to her and I said, can you please tell me what Paige said? What What did she say? Did she know that, did she know she was dying? Was she in pain? I know she was shot in the chest and she was shot in the head. She was shot in the chest first. And then they turned the car around and then they hit the back of her head. And then the police officer said, well, where the, the bullet hit, she died really fast. I just wanted to know, like, did she, was she hurting? You know, as a mother, that's all you can think about. I've never spoken to any of them. What does that say to you? I don't know. I do not know what to say. A lot of people I, I say that to, they're just, they just can't believe it. Like. You know, you can't be serious, right? And no, I'm totally, totally serious. What I'd ask is I want to know what really happened. I want to know the truth. I really do. What do I really think happened? I really think someone in the car had money on them and a lot of money. And I think one of their friends told these, these people that shot up the car that yeah, he's in the car and he has the money with him. Because they called him by name to get out of the car. That's what I heard. I think they're afraid and I think they were kids and they were afraid, but maybe seven years later, um, maybe they'll come to terms with what happened and, and, and want to discuss it or want to tell me. You asked me that question earlier, like, what is what is what is that one word that you're thinking of how you're feeling and I guess my one word now would be hope you know you have to hope that maybe maybe someday I'll learn the truth it would it would certainly help relieve some questions and thoughts it really doesn't mean anything to me justice but what does justice really mean I think it means something different for everyone. 
justice for me would mean, I guess, a little bit of peace in my heart. No matter what. I mean, stage isn't going to come back, and that's what I would like. People talk about closure, and I don't know. I don't think there'll ever be any type of closure um, when it changed so many people, but you know, life. Once you're alone with your own thoughts, it just becomes a really scary place. But thank God for my family and my friends. I think I could say I know that there's a heaven. And that brings me peace, knowing that Paige is okay. Because as a mother, when this happens, you're like, oh gosh, who's going to take care of her? And I was afraid for her, not being there with her and to guide her and support her and hug her and love her. I have four children and Paige was my third child. Did you know that the FCC estimates that over 10,000 lives could be saved each year if we were able to reach callers just one minute faster? Emergencies happen every day. And when they do, minutes matter, seconds matter. Thankfully, there's FirstNet. Built with AT&T, the nation's go-to high-speed wireless broadband network built specifically for public safety. To learn more about how FirstNet is working to make your community safer, visit firstnet.com. Paige was the youngest of the girls in her family. She was pretty, she was really smart, and she had a big, beautiful smile, one you could see and feel from the inside out. She was a great daughter and very loving and kind, and she was so mature for her age, so mature. And she volunteered at the hospital. She really got to know a lot of the volunteers there, and, and uh, she kind of whipped them into shape. <laughs> She was very organized, and but she wanted she wanted to do that, and she was going to start doing the mentoring program with the physician because she had her mindset, you know, I'm going to be a doctor, and whatever she set her mind to, she she did it. She babysat and nannied for a few families in Gross Point, and she earned all of her money to buy herself a car. And that, but that was one of her goals. She got great grades at school. She was very, always very serious about getting her homework done. Well, she was driven, selfless. She was a hard worker because Paige had a plan for her future, even at that age. She really embraced education. She wanted to be an OBGYN so she could deliver babies. And it is so sad because someone got out of what appeared to be a Cadillac with an assault rifle and took Paige's life. On December 22nd, 2014, Paige will never help bring another life into this world. And for what? Detectives don't know the motive, but the aftermath is clear. Living without Paige is heartbreaking. Paige's case is still being worked by police. Tips that come in are still being looked into. So the investigation continues. Her uncle drives by Philip and Charlevoix every day 
and says a prayer for Paige at the place where his niece's life came to an end. Jennifer's faith, it's strong. Paige, she believes, is a big reason for that. And their connection runs deep. It is an unbreakable bond between the two, even in death. Well, I would just say to her that, you know, I'm trying to live my best life that I can. And you can't hold all that resentment and um, anger and, and feelings of frustration and justice and closure. You can't hold on to that. You can't. You have to you have to let it go. You have to find a way to let it go. Give it to God. I guess my words of wisdom are just trying to find a little bit of happiness every day and then maybe the next day you'll find a little bit more. But sometimes you feel like you're stuck though in that yesterday. So you have to think about the person that did kill my daughter and hurt the other children in the car. What he has to live with? How can he live with himself? I don't know. I, I understand it. I couldn't live with myself. They said there was other people in the car that the shooter was in, and, you know, they know, too. And so there's people that know. Years later, you, you think that um, maybe something would be said, but bad things happen every day, and it, it can happen to anyone. Anywhere, anytime. I know that bad things happen firsthand. If you know anything at all about the murder of Paige Stalker, please call 1 800 Speak Up. You will remain anonymous. You don't have to say your name or anything at all about who you are. Just say what you know, and you could earn a cash reward for information that leads to an arrest. And remember, your silence is complicity, but your voice can bring justice. Missing Murder and Mayhem is a division of Crime Stoppers of Michigan. The episodes are produced and written by me, Andrea Isom, with my production partners, Joseph Harris and Robin Schwartz. Listening to this podcast can help solve crimes in seven counties throughout Southeast Michigan. Crime Stoppers of Michigan does not get any funding. What they do for victims and their loved ones is strictly through raising money, donations. So you can go to 1-800-SPEAKUP.ORG to donate. And you can learn about the open investigations on the Crime Stoppers of Michigan Facebook page. And you can also find all of the podcast episodes at missingmurdermayhem.com.